Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 56th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Before I do that, though, I wanted to point out that Adam, the person who plays Mark Guides the Fallen, and Sam, who plays Cora Two Hearts, will be in a little late this session due to personal conflicts. And with that, we will go around. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's 19, a Philodox, and has found his purpose with the Garu. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I play Roy Mindscape. He's a Ragabot with the Stargazers. Hi, I'm Jade. I play Morgan Bloodsinger Trevelyan. She is a Galliard of Fiana. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm playing Zeb, also known as Speaks with Sweet Whispers. He's a Theard of the Sound Striders. All right. So, last time, you all pursued some of your own personal agendas here at the Sept of the Sacred Stone, relaxing, catching up, though Zev had gained some visions of what he suspects to be the future. And Kyle Guards the Low has learned about a gorel up in the mountains. It is the next day, the sun rises, and we are going to start with the Infernal Alphas a little bit. So... Let's start with Morgan. Morgan, what would you like to do? Breakfast. (laughs) Uh, Assuming that's been out of the way. Oh, damn it. Um, uh, In that case, yeah. So because she's still sort of very confused as to why her ancestors uh, pretended to be a young person and and convinced her to get up on stage and then, you know, convince her to get drunk and mean stuff. She kind of just wants to really figure out what that was all about. So she's gonna take some time to commune, essentially, with her ancestors, maybe get uh, some solid answers. Whether it is from her great-grandfather or her grandma, whichever one is likely to be around. Okay. And uh, how about you, Roy? What would Roy like to try and get accomplished today? Um, Probably talk to the stargazers within the sept um i don't know who that is since it's a new sept uh the sept does not actually have any native stargazers huh stargazers are quite rare and the you find them sprinkled throughout the nation uh this sept is predominantly children of gaia and uctena who do have their own views upon Ga- the nature of Gaia, the Triat, and what the nature of the Garu is. Um, I think I'd just like to delve deeper into uh, the Sept, whether it's politics or the their views on things, as well as the Uktena. Okay, we can do that. And how about Zeb? Um, I imagine he'll, there'll be some reflection on the visions that he's had. He'll probably see if there's some time where he can sit down with the lore master a little bit more if anything else comes to mind. Um, and then he'll probably look for Roy and, and see what can be done because we just can't stand around here all day, right? So, okay. Uh, Wandered legs will kick in a little bit. So, Morgan, you start off by going further into the sept grounds to try and commune with your ancestors. You've always heard that the ancestors kind of like these places, the wilderness, the so-called wild places. Yeah. Are you on the physical or the umbral side of the gauntlet? The umbral side of the gauntlet. As you sit down and start to collect yourself to meditate, to try and draw your ancestors to you, 
You hear a few cracks behind you. Upon hearing the cracks, I will sort of like slowly turn around. You see a stag looking at you. Its antlers radiating out. I, uh, I will respectfully nod towards the stag. The stag nods and points its head towards a tree. The great tree spirit looms almost like a great tower here in the Umbra. And within the trunk, it opens up and you notice a hollow within. Curiosity kills the cats. So uh, go towards the uh, the hollow of the trunk and have a, have a peek inside. Good thing you're a Garu and not a cat. <laughs> as you go in, it grows dark for a moment. And then as you step out, you're in a glade. Beautiful trees back from Ireland all over in a kind of open area with stones, a small fire smoldering, and Luna hanging overhead, even though it's the daytime when you stepped in here. Her her full face hanging open, glowing and illuminating the area around, as you see Taliesin kind of step out. Oh, here he is. I didn't think here you'd miss me. Is. I didn't think you'd miss me this early. I don't Must... miss you. Oh, well, I that mean, ho- that I... hurts my heart. Well, it's hard to miss somebody when you didn't really know them. <laughs> I suppose that's true. So why you come? Because I want to know why you did what you did. Like, what was the what was the gain there? Gain for me or gain for you? Well, the gain for you more than me. I know what I got out of it. I, I got a, a relatively good time, bar the slight, you know, scarring from the fact that one of my ancestors tricked me. It's within my nature to trick you. Is it? Really? That's the opposite phase of my moon sign, as he points to Luna up above. So what did you get out of it, though? I got out of it is that I'm starting I tried to get you to think for a moment about what you want and what you're fighting for. Morgan just kind of stares at him for a minute like almost tilts the head in confusion. I didn't think of anything. I just did what I do. Yes. I wasn't thinking. You're good. You're not supposed to think when you enjoy yourself. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. You're supposed to give your soul to other people when you live. That is what it means to be Fianna. Right, but I mean, I didn't think that what I did was the kind of stuff that, you know, you and the rest of the ancestors would want me to do. Why wouldn't we? As long as you're fighting for Gaia and you're trying to push back the worm, you have to keep yourself grounded with both the human and the wolf. And you seem to be drifting from the human. You seem to be drifting into yourself. You seem to be thinking yourself a well that you couldn't escape from. I mean, you're right. I I don't feel like I can escape from this whole different part of me. It's not about escaping. It's about the balance of it. You're not a well. As we saw, you were able to belt out words better than ever I could. Now, some of that goes to your auspice, sure, but you're a 
damn good singer. And it's good that you share that with the world. It's not just about fighting the worm. It is about making the world tolerable. And that is how you fight the worm within your own heart. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that I can fight the worm with words? And then I just sort of keel over and start laughing. Do you think words have no effect on the worm? To be honest, like... The amount of worm-related creatures that I've come across in the last, like, few months? No! They have been very physical! I don't think word would help. That's one facet of the worm. Let me ask you this. How did some of those people become those physical manifestations of the worm? You do have to fight those too, but you have other gifts. But, oh, Gaia, no, it ain't your wits. Well, I, I would almost be offended if it wasn't so true. I don't know, it's just... I always feel like I'm either being a disappointment, or you're trying to tell me to do something else which contradicts the thing that I got told to do the first time. I'm just very, very confused here. What I'm trying to tell you, and maybe some of the ancestors have different views of it, but they're stodgy old bastards. And I'm trying to tell you that you always have to have a connection to the people that you're trying to save. Otherwise, it feels like a burden, not a duty. Duty and burden are not the same things. Okay, I guess that makes a bit more sense. It's still really wrong of you to trick me like that, but... If I came out and just said it, would you have listened? If I showed up as a grisly old man and went, Morgan! Morgan, I have words for you from the beyond! Would you not have just shut off your brain? You make a fair point. Ragabosh gets you to do what they want, sometimes through trickery, but more so, the lesson is wrapped in the prank. I feel like that's something Roy needs to learn. Hmm. I don't know who he is, but I'm sure his own spirits could give him his own lessons. My only point is, is that you're running from who you are because you think that you can't love who you are, what you do for fun, what it means to be connected with people, to make them feel joy, what makes you feel joy in turn. Joy fights the worm as well. The worm is the excess, it is the corruption of joy, the addiction what joy was and turns joy into pain. New joy, real joy, drives the worm out of the hearts of men and makes it much harder for banes to steal their souls and their bodies. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying now. I didn't really think of it like that before, which I guess is kind of obvious. I don't know, I think I was thinking about it just in a very different way that, yeah, made me very annoyed with the path that was kind of being forced upon me but i guess if i can continue what i'm doing and still do the thing that needs to be done then i guess that's not too bad exactly and i think you'll do great at it once you've get had the blinders off your grandma she's a little too hard-headed much like a certain other person in this conversation now that i think about it to come out and you say been, what she means. You have been 
you have been quite hard-headed, I do admit. <laughs> oh, well, there's a little wit with you still. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Stag, bless us. It's good to hear. Well, I guess I got my answer, and it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. So that's a plus, because the last time I did this, boy, did that give me nightmares. It's worth trying different methods with the pups. Apparently, my daughter's attempt didn't go over quite as planned. But, much like there's two aspects to your life, bringing joy to yourself and others while still fighting the worm and shouldering that burden, there are still two aspects to you that you'll have to learn to balance. You're a wolf and a human, and you focus a bit more on the human. Most of us born Hamid do. But it is worth remembering the wolf half and listening to it. Yeah, I really do struggle on that bit. That'd be different now, though. It could be. Instinct comes when the mind's a bit clear of distractions, and the wolf runs on instinct. Well, this has been an insightful chat. Uh, thank you, I guess, for not being more confusing. Certainly. Call upon us if you need us, as you see a couple eyes from the, the forest. We can give you some knowledge and some skills as needed. Call upon us, and we can try and lead you through our own experiences. You are never alone. We are here to help you and to support you. That is family. And the whole scene kind of disappears, and you feel yourself, the area closing around you as you're back into the stump of the tree, as the light is just pouring in from right behind you. Helios still emanating light from all directions. Well, that was not as mentally painful as I thought it was going to be, but goddamn, do I need another brew. <laughs> uh, how many yachts and ancestors does Morgan have? Uh, let's see. Surprisingly, none. Uh, she gains one. Ooh, I don't have any place to put that, so I'll put it down somewhere else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, when you want to call upon your ancestors, you can roll ancestors difficulty eight, and they will add however many successes you roll can be dice added to a specific skill. Okay. Roy, you're kind of wandering about. What kind of things are you looking to do? Politics or um, more ph philosophical right now. Okay. Uh, doing that, you may want to speak with Fate Dancer, who is a thurge. But you may also want to try and speak with Earthwalker, who is a third for the uh, Children of Gaia. Or you could try and find Daniel Winds of the Bitter Song, who is a Galliard of the Wendigo. Let's go with Fate Dancer. Okay. And then Winds of Bitter if I have time. All right. Fate Dancer is moving about as you see her tending to some stones that are placed here in the Karen in the physical world. They have Garu glyphs on them as you see her place her hands upon them and gifts them gnosis. Morning, Fate Dancer. Morning, uh, Mindscape, right? That is correct. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Uh, good. I'm just performing some of the rituals here to keep the Karen uh, healthy. Uh, the Keeper of the Land was feeling 
uh, distracted and is dealing with some kinfolk issues, so I decided to take up some of those duties today. Well, that's nice of you to step in. We're all part of this Karen. It's all our responsibility to keep it healthy and strong. If we lapse in that, it could lose strength and another fount of Gaia's lifeblood would close. That is very true. Um, I'm kind of ignorant on this. Would you mind walking me through exactly what you're doing? Certainly. The Karen here has certain spiritual properties. These properties are keep it in a way contained. This is a spare this is a Karen of visions, and so visions draw people to it. However, because we are in a slightly precarious position, we have muted that or caused it to focus and fold within itself and s simply given vision to those who are here. This is so that we don't draw too many Garu here. Now this may become counterproductive as the Sept opens up, but it is a task I continue to do. There's also certain things, but those are the secrets that we of older brother hold. Not much of a secret if you keep talking about it. Well, the other Not that I'm bit. complaining. Oh, well, I told you the public-facing bit. The rest I keep to myself. And she kind of smiles. <laughs> for now, that's fine. Um, how does one, you know, look for these visions if you're muting them? Do you just well, choose who gets them and who doesn't? No, it's quite simple, really. If those wish to gain some visions, there are some more sensitive to it than others. Some have taken gifts that allow them visions, and they become increasingly vivid here, especially. But if one were to sleep in the umbra here, then the patron spirit, Golden Eagle, Child of Phoenix, might gift them a vision. It happens quite often. They're a bit more, they're a bit disjointed, but they are glimpses, glimpses of the future, glimpses of inspiration, maybe a call to duty or a call of purpose. Okay. Have you not, it's very similar to, have you not gone and walked in the wilds, looked at the heart of nature and simply felt inspired to preserve it? I, I must say that I have not. I'm, uh, as you say, disjointed from my wolf side for a while and I've been looking to try and connect with it more. I've been... I don't know if been... that's uh, a wolf side necessarily. Have you not? There are many people who walk near the cairn and even in the cairn. There are trails that cut through it that weaken it in places, but they come to look at the iron, the iron red stones to inspire them, to make them feel connected to nature, to feel its majesty. I feel that that's just as much a human instinct as a wolf one. I feel the wolf might ha hold it in higher regard than humans. Humans. Uh, wolves maybe. don't. Wolves don't trash these trails. They don't uh, leave garbage behind. That's true. And there are certainly people who do that. But wolves are more mindful of the now, which is why they're able to appreciate Gaia and all of her bounty. They're not concerned about the future, they're concerned about the now. Make my pup, have my pup survive now. I am hungry now. We must 
patrol the territory now. There's always now, and while yesterday teaches lessons, and they remember them, they only hold the lessons of yesterday long enough to continue to survive in the now, to live together and protect those in their family. In that case, then most animals don't have much of a difference. That is to some degree true, though red talons would greatly argue that point, I'm sure. Wolves have a bit more intellect than your average animal. They have to. But they don't create the same... They, they're able to plan. That's how they hunt. But they don't have vast, elaborate plans and uh, board meetings and things like that to see how they can elevate themselves above nature to make their prey subservient to them. That's the difference. Humanity always feels compulsion to control or shape nature outside of their, outside of the natural order. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And to a degree, I have to agree. Uh, but as you say, you still have people coming to look and view all of Gaia in awe instead of, you know, shaping it, as you say. Yes. Humanity, humans love the moments of seeing Gaia and all of her awe, but the, a big part of it is they like to be disconnected from it. Disconnection breeds, in many ways, pain. It robs purpose, but it also breeds safety. When you are not a part of nature, you are not part of her whims. When you try and elevate yourself, you no longer have to worry about the predator, where prey comes from. But it also means that you don't respect what it gives you. No matter how much humanity elevates itself above Gaia, their foundations and their roots are still within her. This is and, also true. And with that disconnect, that creates an emptiness that allows grant the grandfather serpent to fester i'll have to meditate on these these words that you you say make sure that they uh ring true in my own heart it's a lot to take in all at once i understand that there are many facets to gaia and it is difficult to fully take in and comprehend even one face all right, we'll go with uh, now Zip. You're kind of going around collecting yourself. Um, you've been hanging out. You've had the same two visions again, okay. uh, back to back this time. Uh, though this time you don't have the uh, the bruise on your arm where the thing grabbed you. Okay. So, with uh, the sept open, I will, I will go find um, Earthwalker again. I'll go talk to him as uh, we had spoken before. Or at least go seek him out. Alright. You do find Earthwalker as he's kind of just hanging about, uh, doing some... Taking in a few deep breaths. He's kind of been walking the trails, looking like a jogger, um, as a form of reconnaissance, just to keep an eye on the people here in the park itself. Okay. Uh, Zeb, right? Yes. May I intrude upon some of your time, or at least your walk? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's go over this trail. He points to one and goes, 
we patrol this trail more often, so folks always feel like it's dangerous. Have you seen an increase of intruders here? Oh, well, it's a park, so we just like to be careful. Disrupts the harmony, I understand. So what can I do for you? If I may, I'm going to intrude upon your time again for a little bit. It's going to get a little bit insufferable if I keep on talking about visions, so I thought I might change my question. The more I interact with the, my own pack and other guru that I travel with now, I mean, there's a lot of pain and a lot of hardship. I want to try to advise them the right way. Steer them, maybe. Maybe use these visions, but I'm not quite sure. I'd appreciate maybe the, the guidance you have or some wisdom you can share just to do this job a little bit better. Well, I suppose part of it is, is that, at least with my pack, we're rather open with each other. Uh, I try and explain my visions best to them, but the spirits speak a little more clearly to the thurges, and it always seems like it comes out jumbled to everyone else, but part of it is simply listening to their pain. One can't address emotional wounds if they refuse to acknowledge them they're there. No, that makes sense well enough. I try in that regard, but you make me reflect on another piece of this about, about the clarity. I consider now more of the repetition. I'm not, I'm not so full of myself that I think that somehow I'm getting the special visions that are going to save everyone or have some earth-shattering change. But the repetition now, the, the vivid nature, worrying about maybe the safety of my friends, I consider all of this, as now that's all that interrupts my sleep. This is a sept of visions, and it is likely that that is having an effect on your visions. Is there a time when it's time to go because there's only just so much you can take? I never, I don't, I'm not planning on moving in. But I want you wanted to think or consider your own perspective of how long before it's truly time to act. I, I understand we're all our own, but I feel like it's time to move. If you feel that way, it might be time to talk to your pack, but who knows? There's much to do here, and maybe the spirits are simply guiding you to take action here as well. Perhaps working here is what helps prevent or create your visions. Perhaps so. I, I delivered a message here, and I spoke some with Fade Dancer. I know little of the, the dynamics here, but I do know that there, is, that there is struggle, strife within. What do you view as something that maybe we could help with outside of that? Because I don't know if that's a role for us, certainly. Well, you're, you're outsiders, so perhaps you might be able to tip things around. Teresa and... Regender have always had this sort of conflict, a conflict that I've known since I was a cub here in, uh, since I was a cub and came here when I was but a Clea. <sighs> but no. I think she, I think Teresa refuses to see reason that she thinks that she can make this an Uctena Sept again when that's simply not going to be the reality. This is a sept for all Garu, and we cannot go backwards and make this a single tribe sept. And it seems like that's what she wants to do. She keeps reaching out to Uktena and Wendigo septs. So if you could try and get her to understand the strength of unity 
And every time someone tries to say it to her, she grows angry and restless, as if these fundamental truths anger her. I'm not about to just, you know, turn the corner and go find her now, but you think there's weight from outsiders over time that might carry? I'll consider this more in depth, but do you think there's some confidence to place behind that? I don't know. We've, we've tried to put it that way. There's been people who've moved into the sept from outside of it for years. I'm one of them. Many Garu come to move in here. Uh, only oh, maybe a third were born here in the city or born in Colorado in general and started their journey as Cleoth here. Uh, and many of them cling to Teresa's side of things, thinking that they'd that keeping things insular would be beneficial, and I simply don't see it that way. As one that rarely travels with a pack, I certainly see the, the capability of strength and diversity. Can you tell me something maybe of, of pertinent visions of your own? I, I, don't, I won't intrude into your own personal thoughts and feelings if they are indeed something so close to your heart, but maybe something else that might explain some of the things I've seen. It may be truths are being revealed to more than just a few of us. I have seen things. I've seen I've seen a worm, like an earthworm, digging. It continues to dig and behind it it leaves a trail of green slime. It does this and it burrows and it feeds until it finds itself in a heart of a tree and feeds upon it. The leaves wither and the tree dies, and there are, and it is there that I see two winds clashing and rattling. The tree shakes, but they don't see that it's dead, and then I wake up. That sounds like the creep of corruption, and I don't suppose it takes a genius to look and, and consider that very fact. I worry sometimes about the struggle that our own people have over this, but I... Thank you for sharing your vision. It'll give me something else to consider. Maybe I'll have more pertinent, relevant thoughts in time, and I'll share them with you. Well, you now have time and the chance to try and enact expressing yourself emotionally to your own pack as he puts his hand on your shoulder and points to Roy coming towards you both. Perhaps I will. Thank you. I'm going to get back on patrol. Good luck. And there's a lesson we all have to learn as he taps you on the back and heads off. How goes it, Roy? Now a member of the Get of Fenris, rending the enemies of the Gru into pieces, fighting for great glory against impossible odds? Hardly. I'm still a stargazer, and I don't see myself being a Get anytime in the future. But I am trying to understand them to a better degree. You're an explorer, my friend. That's admirable to me. Go out and ask the right questions. Ask any question. I think this is good. I think it's important to remember for your own sake that people will have their motivations and their guides and things that they consider too. Just ask and listen. Maybe you'll get more out of it, but I, I envy you, Roy. I envy the eyes that you see creation. Yes, so but it is... So learned here now? I've learned that it's hard and that I still need to get in touch with nature. This is a place of visions 
It is a place of visions, powerful ones, Roy. And, uh, and I'll tell you, maybe the most disturbing thing you can hear from a theurge any day of the week. And it's, I had a vision, and you were there. But it was a good thing, Roy. You were, you were turning away from darkness, a darkness that was trying to get its grip around you. So I think, I think you're going right, Roy. There's another part of that vision, too. It makes me want to kind of explore like you. I feel like there's, there's a change coming. And, it, and I know it sounds vague and a little bit annoying, but something we might need to be looking out for, something maybe coming our way, maybe something we can do that'll be good here too. But, but what else? I mean, aside from the place of vision, anything else considerable? We should probably try to find our friend Morgan. I haven't seen her since the concert. Uh, well, uh, she's probably dealing with a hangover. If you know, watching her drinks, any sort of. If it's any indication of the drinking that she did last night, she's probably holed up or eating breakfast with all of the grease or and drinking tea. Or all Bacon. of the Little did they know she's actually chilling with her great-grandpa. But anyway, off to Fomori's Bane. Let's see what they're doing today. Let's start with Kyle. Oh, are we... Uh, going it individually and not... Or you can do it as a group for Maury's Bane, and would you like to do something individually? I don't know. I, um, I thought we were going to go hunt down that. Not hunt down, but find <laughs> that. Ba- uh. <laughs> the Garal. The Garal, yeah, that was it. Alright, so yeah. Um, how would you let guys like to try and get up to Victor? Uh, and one quick question first. Can I have recovered some rage since the night passed? Uh, let's see. Let me see what the uh, the moon was that that day, and I'll tell you how much rage you can recover. Up to your permanent five temp rage. Fantastic. It is a. It was a full moon that night. Ooh, for me too. Yeah. You're at. You're at full rage. You no, can't I'm go one below. Oh, were you? Okay, so you're at full yeah, rage. Yes. Fantastic. And then where... I know that Victor is in the mountains, but I have no fucking clue where Victor is. Uh, it's uh, just past Cripple Creek, so you have to go south of Cripple Creek. So you'd have to go all the way up to Divide and then go south for miles. Get to Cripple Creek and then keep going. How do you guys, how do you guys want to do that? You can, uh, you can cut some time out by trying to basically run over the mountains... Uh, in the physical realm. I mean, if, we could. Is that, is that faster than like taking a bus to Cripple Creek? Uh, it would not be faster. Uh, but it, it would be less miles. That makes sense. Oh, sure, sure. We're not as fast as buses. Um, do you remember me last time on a bus? And remember, I'm a very right. spicy boy right now. All right, all right. Well, and uh, the difficulty to frenzy is four right now. Yeah, no, we're. I'm running. All I'm, right. I'm yeah. not getting on we'll, a bus. We'll run. We'll run. <laughs> we will run, and I will recount my spirit journey and my spirit visions to my pack. All right. So you guys are going to run. That's going to take about a f- um, almost a day, basically. Sure. All right. <laughs> that, well done, guys. Fill in our day with productive things. <laughs> that evening, real quick, uh, you guys find out... Uh, the Infernal Alphas, you learn of a new Garu who has just come over, come to the Sept of the uh, Sacred Stone. 
His name is Jatu Winds of the Ashen Dead. And he has come to visit. He apparently has news from Sept's uh, far and wide. Quite the name he earned. We've met him before, right? Yes, when you were but wee pups. That's what I thought. (laughs) So he will be speaking uh, the next evening. So you can all listen to the news, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so okay. it is the so it is the next day. Um, Fomori's Bane, you finally get around to Victor. It's a small town. The only road that is paved is the main road going through it, the highway that cuts off and ends in a dirt road. Part of the mountain to the sa- uh, to the north north of you as you're coming in from the east is torn asunder as you see the guts of the mountain hanging open and the rocks tinged in unnatural color as the various acids used to eat away at the mountain have been used to get at the gold and to separate the gold dust from the rocks proper. All right, so the information that we got from there said that he was um, in a den near one of the lakes, correct? Yes. Yeah, we have to find a lake and then find the oldest tree on the east side of the mountain, I think. Okay, should be easy enough. Are we able to get a map? Uh, you could try and go to one of the... Uh... A gas station or something? Uh... Turns out the nearest gas station is Cripple Creek, which means you oh, have to go oh. further the other. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> which means you'd well, have to travel a good, uh, let's see. Yeah, so that'd be another five miles. No. Um, hmm. well, let's, let's have Mark ask a spirit. Sure. I was just going to say we could yeah. probably try and sniff out water, but. All right, that so might you'll be have to find a uh, reflective surface and. Pass into the Umbra. So, uh, Garcilo, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, I'm thinking we just ask a tree spirit and ask where the oldest tree is. I sp- we could do that. I was thinking to find the lake, but that might skip oh, us ahead a okay. couple steps. Yeah, actually, it could be better if we do it, do it stepward. Definitely. Okay. That way, that tree spirit isn't like talking about the oldest tree that it knows of. You know, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. But onward and into the Umbra. Okay. You find a reflective surface. Thanks to the very rural nature of this place, it is difficulty uh, six to pass over. Okay. Oh, shoot. I forgot to bring that up. Notebook, where are you? So, Gnosis roll, please. E five minutes. After five minutes of meditation, you pass over as the part of the mountain that was ripped open for mines looks like a human scab almost on the side of the mountain. The rocks are smell. They kind of have the smell of weak old cheese and though they are cracked, you see pus leaking from them. The worm has touched this place. Hmm. 
Uh, we shouldn't summon spirits here. We should try to go out more into the wild and ask there. Yeah, and I'm... I can't believe I'm just remembering this, but I do think that we were warned that spirals operate in this area. Oh, definitely discretion. I'd rather not run into more spirals. Mm. <laughs> okay, so... And as you pass into the physical world, you do know, or the umbral realm, you do notice that the whole town essentially vanishes. There's just a few threads of spider silk. Hmm. With the exception of a few buildings on Main Street, simply because they are over a century old. Well, let's see here. So, Bear said a lake in a basin? Is that, is uh, that what? It's a lake in a valley. A lake in a valley. Okay. Maybe we should try to climb the mountain, get to the other side. Well, I, I do believe he said specifically that it was still on the east side of the mountain. Mm, okay. He did say that. Uh, your eidetic um, memory has served you again. Wonderful. Uh, let, let's just go a little out of the horrible pussy scab. Y yeah, and I'm then feeling very spirit. uncomfortable here that we need to get elsewhere. As you move around, you do unfortunately tip a few of the, uh, the stones. Even though they look like stones outside of the scab, a few of the, the stones have the same texture and inconsistency of rancid cheese as you step on it and you feel a stone kind of splat between your toes. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> uh. Why would you describe it like that? What's wrong with you? Toe cheese. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that as a visual. Well, clearly the worm wants it, Jay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, Jade's reaction staying in. <laughs> I like cheese. You're ruining cheese for me. Stop it. Nothing can ruin cheese. The more and more I get to know Jade, the more and more I think she's actually a mouse. <laughs> No, I'm I'm big and tall and buff and yeah, I'm. That sounds like something a mouse would would want me to think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you guys get around, you see the vibrant nature again. It's fairly untouched here, thankfully, though it is in fact only a matter of time before the mine gets to this side of the mountain. The trees are tall and vast as they climb out. The pines are immense, strong. The pine cones hanging off of them, even in this season in the Umbra, as it is the perfect idyllic version of a pine forest here. Gaia and the wild is strong here. Cora has flashbacks of getting hit in the chest and falling. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're not gonna run around crazy. <laughs> what would you all like to do? Mm. Uh, are we still in the... We're still in the Umbra, yes. Correct. Yep. Um, uh, are there any lakes? 
There are. You you have to climb one of the trees, but you're able to see a, a lake. It is, ac- it is um, just a little north of you. So if you travel a little north, you'd still be on the face of the mountain, and that would give you a good starting point. Okay. I'll uh, climb down from the tree, and I'll talk to Kyle and Cora, and I'll say, I saw a little lake north of here. Maybe we can start our search there, ask spirits around there. To navigate properly, I will have you roll a wits survival. What's everyone have in that? Uh, uh, I have four in wits and one in survival. Oh, that's probably going to be you then. Yeah, my total's three. I kind of made tried to make Mark like an outdoorsy guy. Not stupid, but like, you know, outdoorsy. Yeah, so give us that roll. Diff six, please. All right, you're able to navigate there pretty solidly. It only takes about an hour and a half of hiking through the rough and tumble of this place. Through the distance and the shadows, you occasionally see deer spirits, even a few bear spirits. Ooh. Ooh. Anglings mostly, though there was at least one bear spirit that was a jaggling and thus powerful enough to be sentient. As you get to the lake and the waves wash up slow, it is crystal clear and serene. Some trees gathering along the north bank, their roots crumbling through the earth and touching down into the lake proper, creating a tangled web for birds to perch their nests. And the bird spirits do do exactly that. The marsh weeds are long and the trout swim in beautiful schools through the crystal waters and below them you see the lake grasses sway with the waves i was gonna say do you think we should talk to the the jaggling bear spirit since it's sentient just like you know Hmm. we could try approaching it it just might um it might know something and also i mean it's a bear spirit so kind of makes sense uh, do you think it could probably sense our connection to Bear? I don't know. That's up to that's your realm. <laughs> that's that's very true. It's that's a cult. Two hearts. Uh, yeah. So I will six. try to see. Yeah. Uh, difficulty six. Yeah, the bear is likely to smell the connection with you and your totem. After sensing this, I'll turn the. Guards the low and two hearts. Hmm. There's definitely a chance he can sense our connection. Very powerful spirit over there. I say we go talk to him. Or rather, I could go talk to him. Please. Will do. And I'll uh, head back the way uh, we saw the uh, jaggling. And uh, I'll kind of make my presence known somehow. It looks at you. It sniffs. I smell my kin upon you. What do you wish, Wolf? There is no reason for bloodshed here. Of course. I am not here for that. In fact, the exact exact opposite. I'm here to speak with you. I have some questions. What kind of questions are you seeking? We're just searching for a particular lake. And 
I'm sure you're wondering why I smell like your kin. It's because Bear is my totem. I am Garu. I gathered the Garu from you. I could smell the flesh upon you. Not fully spirit. Well, I certainly hope you have answers for me, and I could gladly provide you some gnosis in return. Hmm. That is acceptable. It grows at a time when I must grow fat. Of course. Gladly. And I'll kind of stick my hand out and I'll focus a little bit of gnosis on it. And He swallows it down and goes, That is the largest lake in the area. It seems like the one most likely that you look for. Mm. Well, thank you very much, spirit. Gaia be with you. And I'll kind of give a little reverent bow and turn around. As it and bows I'll... slightly to you and moves back off into the forest. And I'll come back to two hearts and guards the low. And I'll go, friendly spirit. He says this is the largest of the lakes in the area. And he says, uh, if we were to start our search here, there's a good chance we could find it. Wonderful. Then let's be off. Okay. You're off. Can I get a um, wits investigation to determine how long you guys are searching? Ooh, I only got From all of us or just one? Just one to make I, it easy. I have four dice for that. I Better have than five. my three. So it looks like Kyle. Nice. All right, Kyle, you guys are searching on that mountain for four hours before in the umbral scape you see this pine tree that's massive. It's larger than all the other ones around it. Its roots creaking off in various different directions and growing up as other trees seem to be sprouting from those roots. And beneath it is a small den of some kind. Laura's getting excited. Do you think this, this could be it? <laughs> I think so. Um, well, I'm sure this had a character. What are they called again? Garu? Uh, Garal. 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 Okay. Well, I'm sure this Garal wasn't expecting any visitors, so maybe we should announce ourselves? Well, I believe it's hibernating. Oh. Right? Yes. Okay, well... So it might take a little more than just announcing to wake it up, but I'd rather be gentle. <laughs> um, our goal was to find it, right? And wake it up because oh, okay. the mine is coming closer to where it's sleeping. Okay, perfect. Oh, the umbral mine. Okay. Well, the physical mine, too. Okay. <laughs> so we're there just to warn him. Okay. So... Yeah, I guess we're just here to deliver a message. So, I'm thinking, I don't know, we get a big long stick and poke him? Uh, no. <laughs> Literally poke the bear? <laughs> I think not. Um, maybe a little more decorum. Maybe we announce ourselves? Like, really loudly? <laughs> I mean, we could try try that first, and then... I don't know. Bears seem to not like anyone coming into their into their dens. You could poke a head in. I don't know. Well, I suppose just try announcing us. I guess I'll switch into lupus form. Okay. And I'll uh, just uh, let loose a greeting howl, I guess. Like, you know, hey, we're here. Like, 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how wolves talk to a bear. <laughs> so you howl? Hear it, right? No, like... it's no. A gorilla is a bear shifter. But you don't hear any answer from inside the cave. Hmm. I'll uh, kind of go forward, and I'll I'll give a uh, the cave a good squinting, give a good look inside. As you look inside, it's hard to see. It's very dark. But it doesn't appear like there's anything in the cave. Uh, Maybe we should look in the physical realm and not just the umbral realm? Well, if he was here, there'd be evidence of him being in the physical, because he would have a gnosis mark. That's a shadow. How do you see a shadow in darkness? That's true. (laughs) That's why it's not a failsafe. Ah, okay. Then let's go over. Yeah, I say we should find a nearby reflective surface, the lake. <laughs> and <laughs> good, good idea. All right, because you are in rural area now, the gnosis roll to pass over is difficulty four. Yes, that's you, Sam. So you pass through in about sixty seconds, and you guys trek back up the mountain. As you get to the tree, the tree is not nearly as impressive in the physical realm. There is a kind of hole that's pretty tight, but you can crawl it in either your Hamid or lupus form, but it is not large enough for any of your other forms. What do you think, guards low? Uh, let's... Well, if you can't speak Garal, I, I figured spirit speech would include that, but if it doesn't, then let's go for Hamid, so we can at least communicate with it. It'll understand that. Yeah, so I think going inside the hole would be a little invasive. We're not here to invade, so I think just giving a good old yell. You hear kind so, of a stirring from your yell, but it seems like the person is still... Whatever's in there is still sleeping. It needs something else to awaken it. Hmm. Oh, does it need food? No, does it, yeah, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem to be the thing. It seems as if Bear wants you to go in and interact with it. Okay. Okay. Fair and enough. In, in we go. Okay. Lupus form, I say. Yeah. I'm probably going to be in Hamid so it can understand me. Okay. Actually, that's even better. Okay. Yeah. So, crawling through in Hamid, you see a large Native American man asleep. Dust from ages on him and some of the roots actually clinging to his clothing. He's been here a very long time. It opens up into a much larger kind of uh, expanse as you pass. Who, who's in front? I'll go in front. Kyle, as you cross the threshold into the larger chamber, you see this man's eyes flutter open and awaken. As he looks at you, you see him startled, and you see his body grow by over a foot and muscles growing on him. Oh, we, we follow there. As he looks, at, he looks at you, confused, as he starts speaking a language you don't understand. Do you happen to understand it, Mark? Um, I don't think so, but... Intelligence, he... intelligence academics? All right. Hey, nice. All right. Uh, difficulty... Uh, we'll go with eight. This is a... Okay. Yeah. This is a bit niche by the American uh, education system, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Damn, nice. You kind of put together through context alone 
that he's speaking Shoshonian, oh. which is the dialect of the Ute Indians who lived in these these parts. Okay. So I'll relay this information to Garcelo and Two Hearts. Say, I don't really understand what he's saying, but I know he's speaking like you. Like, you uh, was the tribe that lived here. Hmm. Hmm. I wish I knew Ute. Um, as he, look, he looks I'll, you over as he starts speaking. Is he hear kind of bear growls in his voice or in his uh, speech? Uh, as he looks for a response. And a out of character, we don't get uh, bear speech being followers of bear, do we? No. No. We can speak to our totem, but that's a power granted to our totem. Yeah. yeah. Um, frick. Um, I don't want to make it blatant that we are Garu because that's probably why he's here hiding because of the war of rage. Should we like hold up our hands? And... Well, do we have a reflective surface with us? Oh, yeah, the cell phone, maybe. Oh, uh, I don't think any of you have a cell phone. That's with Roy. Oh, right. That's damn right. It. Um, yeah. Is there a puddle in here? No, <laughs> damn. Um, what it? I want to. So you said there was branches covering him. There's like, like roots. roots, yeah. All right, and he's broken out of that. Yep. I want to, like, pick up one of the roots and just start drawing. And I want to do my best to draw, like, a bear. Okay. You Do you want to use the Garu Glyph for bear? Mm, no. Okay. He looks at the bear and he goes... And then I will draw a picture of, uh, like, us, kind of like little figures, okay. and kind of circle it, and then kind of point at myself and uh, Kyle and Cora, and then kind of point an arrow, like, you know, bear sent us, and then I'll point at him, kind of like to look for you. As he seems to consider that for a moment uh, and hang on are there any injuries on him of any sort you notice that there are impressive amounts of scars leading up and down his arms like an almost in innumerable number of them are there any that look like they're like open like right now like, maybe in his flexing and whatnot, wounds had opened up? No, they, they're, these, are, these are old wounds. Mm -hmm. okay. And he looks at you for a moment and he thinks before... Um, hang on. He, draw, he nods and takes his claw and he draws into the earth in front of you. You all recognize that as the Garu Glyph for Gaia. It's a Garu symbol. He's he's hedging a bet that we're, we're probably Garu. He might smell it on us. Most likely, he is smelling it on us. So I'll just draw the symbol for Garu on in the dirt. All right. So we'll, you we'll, draw... Kind of I'll passively kind of like just point it at us, but like try to 
direct that we're we're bear totem, we're Garu, but we follow bear. Okay. Maybe do Garu and then bear. And then do the bear symbol yeah. in the Garu in the Garu runes. Okay. I don't think they have that one, but that's fine. So you draw the bear uh glyph. He looks at it. You see him take a few deep breaths and he speaks in a very broken version of the of the Garu tongue. You you're Garu as he's struggling to get the right growls in his voice. Yes, we are Garu. I'll say in like simple uh as, as best as I can simplified Garu dialect to him, I guess. As he looks at you and goes, I understand you don't have right voice for Garu speech. Fair enough. So he's in big bear form, isn't he? No, he's in his equivalent of Glabro, which adds a foot to him and as much muscle as a hispo. Oh, damn. Um, we can find a bear spirit to facilitate. Well, facilitate probably won't work. To help <laughs> talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. As he looks you over and he just kind of concentrates and shifts back to Hamid. As he starts trying to actually communicate with you in the glyphs. As he's okay. fluent in those. As he writes, glyphs were created by Garu and... Gorel in the time before his ancestors fell. Is this something that we're taught? No. <gasps> uh, I'll, I'll write in runes. Do you speak of the War of Rage? The first <clears throat> one. And I'll turn back and I'll mention the two hearts, and I'll mention to uh, Guards the Low that I met a spirit on my journey that was in the War of Rage. And so this is... Mark's pretty much, like, freaking out right now. This is ancient lost lore. (laughs) He Um, looks at you for a moment and just kind of goes... He points at you, and that he points at himself... And then he draws, um, he starts kind of writing out, if you're here, then the second war is lost. Cole just drop her head, like, frick. <laughs> Not a happy realization for him. I'll write a question in runes. Second war of rage. Second war. When the tribes of older brother and younger brother made peace with the Garel. And then the Garu from across the sea came and drove many west. He speaks about, and he goes, When I was a cub and was in my first auspice, I saw very few, and then there's no Garu word for it, as he... He goes, I saw very few, and then he points to you all. This was, as he goes, this was our land before, and he points to all of you again. 
very few of any points to you came this far west before I went to sleep. Is the, the there's Garu's glyphs for like totem and whatnot, right? Yeah. Okay, so we should probably express that Bear is our totem and why we're here. And we can take him to Bear. We could. But we're but originally here to, to deliver a message. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's all Bear that's all asked bear. us. So, so we, can we can just, I don't, I don't know, prove that we're from bear, from bear and then relay our message. Well, you didn't really get a message. You're me- you were just here to wake his ass up. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I would like to write, like, yes, the second War of Rage was lost. Um, that And that was centuries ago at this point. Yes, like yeah. yeah. I mean, two about at least. Yeah. yeah. So I I will relay that as well that it has been a long time. Yeah, since there's no definitive uh, term for centuries, you talk basically in huge times, basically, and he nods and he looks at you and he asks, "Where shall I go? Where is what is safety here?" Where do the Garu roam, so that I may stay away from them? Everywhere. <laughs> um, would we know of a place for him, or...? You'd basically tell him he could probably go south, because that sept is gone. <laughs> south? What, what sept? Pueblo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I mean, he could uh, probably go, like, um, in the mountains near Pueblo. Like, not near Pueblo, but, like, west of Pueblo, you know? Mm-hmm. There's certainly no goer down there as you guys speak. Yeah. He nods and he points to the cave, like, for you all to get out. Okay. Okay. And he crawls back behind you as he looks over and he sees the lake as he takes a deep breath, as he kind of shifts back up to his equivalent of Glabro so he can speak. My heart glad that, in his broken Garu dialect, the worm has not come to this place. Uh, Mark will write in runes in the dirt. We fight the worm. As he turns and he looks and he speaks, I know. Um, I will write out that the worm is more prolific than before and the weaver even more so and he asks you how when he points out to this vast open wilderness um all very limited Uh, is there a word for cities there is. In- there is a Garu glyph for cities. It's almost the exact same glyph as the Glasswalker tribe rune. Oh, perfect. Then I will write that large compared to all the other glyphs that have been written. As he looks and he goes, hmm. And he, goes, uh, he, he looks at it and nods. He seems confused by it, though. Um, so instead, let's. I will, I will beckon him to follow. And say in Garu, uh, we can show you some of the damage. Show me. And start walking uh, to the mine. 
Okay, as you walk up the mountain and he looks down at the mine, you see him shaking. Wish I had my harmony flute. <laughs> as he turns and he looks at you, and he goes, How? How have you failed so grandly? In fighting. <laughs> uh, the reasons are uncountable. As he looks at you and goes, Gaia bleeding. As he takes a deep breath, and you see him look down towards the parts of the mine with all the chemical spills and all that, and he takes a deep sigh and he puts his hand upon the earth. And as he breathes in, you notice cuts and sores starting to rip open onto his arms where he's holding it, and the scars and cuts start climbing up his body. And from that, though, you notice the chemicals and the pollutants in the earth are being physically drawn out and brought into his body, wounding him in place of Gaia. Whoa, um, I'm gonna use Mother's Touch on him. As he turns and goes, no! Uh, and I'll back away. As he takes a deep breath and collects himself and goes, no. Healing tongue on these hurts makes it bleed back into Gaia. Must heal normally. Um, can I give him Gnosis to help him heal better? Gnosis doesn't really help with that. Uh. Um, there is medicine, right? Yeah, we have points in medicine that we could use. Would that help at all? Yes, that would help. Okay, fantastic. Uh, guys, I'm going to use our three shared points of medicine. I have, I have two. Oh, you have two? Then you use two points of, sh uh, or three of our shared medicine. That way you have five instead of my four. And you help him. Okay, so what am I rolling? You'll roll intelligence medicine. Okay. As you patch him up, as he nods and he goes, Thank you. As he looks over and goes, I will go. And he kind of looks you over. But... We will speak again as he goes. We'll find way to speak easier with you. I look forward to it. As you see him shift into, you see his Hamid grow 12 inches and then he becomes a towering 15 foot tall bear Krinos before dropping down onto all fours into a Krinos height at the shoulder bear and then shifting down into a normal black bear as he runs off. Oh, before he leaves, could we warn him about the black spirals in the area? Yes. Yeah, would like to do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You do that. Meanwhile, back at the Sept of the Sacred Stone, night has fallen and the Garu gather for their evening talks with, excuse me, Winds of the Ashen Dead, ready to give news from the Garu Nation. He is a tall, lithe man of African descent. As he steps before all of you, he's got a nice set of travel clothes and, an, and a magpie swag. Several scars adorning his body, though he is clearly no Arun. As he kind of puts up his hands and goes, Friends, friends, I am always happy to be back. Thank you. 
for your warm welcomes. And thank you for showing me that there are new people here and the sept is still vibrant. It is good to see all of you. Gaia warms my heart as Owl carries me in his talons. But, ah, we have things to speak about, I'm sure. I wish to relay some of the goings on. The first, Jonas Albrecht has found the silver crown and he has cast his cousin down, his cousin who had apparently fallen to the worm and who was trying to become a Gaian king. Albrecht found the silver crown and used it to defeat his cousin and has taken up the mantle of a Gaian king from his grandfather. From what I've heard of his adventures and what he has performed, he, Gaia, finally shines upon the silver fangs for the first time in what feels like centuries. As you see one of the Garu there sneer and a bit of a under his breath, Gaia's always blessed us, fool. The next is that I've been traveling through my travels in Mexico. The Shadow Lords and Uctena have discovered and strengthened some of the ancient binding spells on an ancient bane that slept near the Gulf Coast. The Uctena use their spells to keep it down, and their kin, as well as a few of their own monkey wrenchers, attacked Endron rigs while the Shadow Lords use their connections in the government and several contacts to create a wall of public opinion that has driven the company out. They will not drill for it. And the Bane will be left undisturbed as there's a howl of yes and revelry from the Sept. Finally, I wish to speak about something that seems more disturbing, especially from us who run the Umbra. There have been strange spirits appearing and disappearing in the Umbra. Though they seem to be more found more frequently at the edges of the penumbra in the near realm and the ethereal and astral realms near the membrane of the deep umbra. These spirits of smoke seem to attempt to speak with Garu unsuccessfully. It is as if their bodies are not there, ethereal, in and out of existence. All attempts to communicate with them with spirit speech have failed as if the spirit is not wholly there, and the spirit speech cannot wholly work. Many Garu are speaking, and there are whispers among the campfires, but it is something to be aware of. Anyway, I will let you get back to your revelry. As he looks over at Zeb, and he nods as if to speak with you. I'll seek him out when the gathering breaks up. All right, uh, as you do. My name is speaks with sweet whispers. Most call me Zeb. I'm of a pack called the Infernal Alphas, taking a short residence here. We have not met before, I do not think. Uh, no, I do not believe so. I am Jatu, Winds of the Ashen Dead. I have no pack currently, and I run with Owl at my back. Owl has been a friend and companion to us for many nights, for many days now. Ah, he guides your pack. Does he guide your tribe? I have the whiff of him about you. He does. I am a silent strider. 
As am I. You have traveled far now, these days. I travel far all days, it seems, and I wanted to speak with you. Since I'd gained, I'd heard whisper that you were a silent strider. Apologies for me speaking so coyly. We silent striders like to like to keep these things close to the chest, and it's hard to reach out. I understand. You might be the first I've met in some time now. Well, that's told me. There's going to be a gathering of our people at the during the fall the fall equinox. We'll be gathering not far from here, actually. We'll be near the border at towards Utah. There is a small sacred spot dedicated to the for the silent striders here that we have created long ago. I'm unaware of it, but I have a feeling I will know when I'm in its proximity. It's uh it's at McInn's Canyon National Conservation Area. It is very, very harsh, but it is a, an excellent place to meet. It is beautiful and just outside of the city lights, and so the stars can greet us. Very well. Shall I spread this message to others of our tribe if I come upon them? Yes. And I wished you to know, in case you were able to go, pack members are welcome to a degree, though they will be left out of the pack, the tribe's more deeper delvings, of course. There's much to discuss this year, and there's some that I wish to speak to you, because it may concern you being a silent strider yourself. I understand. As he looks several ways, and he moves in for a whisper as he goes, Wepowet has been seen in the Umbra outside of the homeland. Keegan, do you want me to do an intercult roll for that, or should I yeah. just know that? Yeah, uh, roll right. intercult, because it's a bit more lean cut of Silent Strider, you know, preschool, so to speak. This is like gotcha. Silent Strider Junior College. All right, what's the difficulty? We'll go with uh, six. So Wepuet is a almost immortal Silent Strider, one who bound himself by with strange magics that released him from Gaia's cycle. Not a vampire, not really. He's still alive. He's not undead. But Owl, taking pity upon him, brought him to the Silent Strider homeland, and he has been its guardian ever since. He has guarded the homeland, the spiritual homeland of the Silent Striders, since the fall of Egypt and the scouring of Set, who drove you from your homelands. I got it. He's, he's, I mean, he's millennia old at this point, and he's, he's, he's been seen? Outside of the, the homeland. Of the homeland. Outside Out of the homeland now. Yep. Do we think this is a result of, of danger, or has he somehow changed the nature of his pledge to protect our homeland and the spirit world? That I'm not sure, and, but it appears he's been speaking to Silent Striders. A few have even vanished, but it's unclear where he is now, and it seems that paths to the River of Life have become harder to track in the Umbra. I'm not sure if it's because Wepuet has left the homeland, or if the Umbra itself is becoming more turbulent, but it is something to be aware of. Very well, this is it's disturbing news, but it will be worthy to keep a look. Yes, yes I will. 
I'm surprised that no one has spoken of it. He apparently had an explosive meeting with a silent strider north of here, but a few, but a month ago or so. As that rings bells to things that Roy has said to you. I see. I'll be sure to collect some information relative to this. I perhaps overlooked something told to me previously. An oversight. Of course. Glad to help. Hopefully I will see you at the Equinox Fest. I hope so. When are you back on the road? Uh, I leave tomorrow. All right, well, if I don't see you then, safe journey, always. But perhaps we'll have one more conversation before you take your leave. I look forward to it. I will be out and about for quite some time. I always enjoy this sept, despite their petty grievances. There are many of those, yes. May the wings of the wings of owl guard your step. May he continue to guide you on your very important journey. As he steps away. Morgan, there's some really nice booze here. Apparently it's been provided for with the Arcadian Watcher. She's been able to get fairy wine. Ooh, I do approve. I will I will definitely be partaking in some of that. Alright. Roy, you see Morgan going for some of the fairy wine? She knows her body better than I do. If she wants to drink, she can drink. Morgan, do you think this is time to peer pressure Roy into fairy wine? Because that sounds like character yeah, it growth. Is. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it sounds like the perfect time. It doesn't take much. I'm just going to go over and I'm just going to like pass a, a very large glass of fairy wine to, to Roy's hand and just be like, drink. Twist my arm, why don't you? Oh, it's hardly twisting your arm. If I was going to twist your arm, I'd actually twist your arm. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I've gotten stronger since the last time we uh sparred. I I don't doubt that for a second. However, I too have gotten stronger since our last spar. Mm. So you know, going going off the the fact that you lost the last one and we we have both equally gotten stronger. Probably still gonna lose to me if you fight me. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Right now, right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna drink. Drinking contest? Drinking contest. Let's go. I'll just start chugging the wine before she even has a chance to, you know, breathe before she starts drinking hers. Oh, but mine's already like halfway down my throat. Oh, well, keep drinking then. <laughs> keep drinking! It is at this point, Zeb, that you come across your two companions having a bit of a drinking contest. Is there is there a clear leader in this field right now? Uh, both of you roll uh, stamina. Tiff six. So stamina. Yep. Straight stam. Straight stam. This is going to be a really bad time to use it, but I'm going to use my uh, willpower. You can't will yourself yeah. less drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no cheating. No, there. no cheating. No, but I can look like I'm less drunk. Uh, roll, please. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> it does look like Roy is ahead. It's stamina. Is is that like a perk? I get two. I got two tens. It is not. Fuck me. Okay, well. Nice, nice try. Anyway, Zev, you see that Roy is 
clearly ahead and holding his liquor a bit better. I think Roy was born with a hollow leg. He's got the lead on you, Morgan. And not for long. That's what you think. It's it's what I know. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, then why is it that I've drank more than you, and you're more drunk than me? Because I'm still hungover from yesterday. Mm, excuses. Usually this would actually help you. I'm going through a mental crisis. Do you want to talk about it? As I take another chug from my glass. I don't want to talk about it. That's why alcohol's so. Well. Alcohol does make people's lips looser. So, give it enough. You'll talk. That's not how alcohol works on me. That's a nice thought, but that's not how it works. Either alcohol. way. Your alcohol fuel has, uh, your alcohol fueled bravado has inspired me, sir. I wanted you to know, coming up here in the fall equinox, I'll be a gathering of the Silent Striders, a little west of here. You're both welcome to come. Might be a slightly different adventure for us to undertake. Uh, what day is it currently? It is June, um, it is June 19th. Jeez, all right, that's still half a year away. Okay. Yeah, it's a few months. Yeah, it's some time, but it gives us a chance to well spread the word a little bit too. Could be quite an adventure for you, Roy, and more. And any day outside of the Septon with you guys is an adventure. If you need to be there, then we'll go. There was another thing that got mentioned, Roy. I I wanted to know if maybe it was something. I think you said something about it, and it faded from my mind um a great explosion in the north um heated exchange some some kind of terrible event that occurred and i thought you had spoken to me about it before i'm just trying to remember and put the pieces together again something maybe concerning a friend of yours yes i do remember uh the explosion it's actually in regards to melvin our old pack mate that i've been actually still looking for um it was an explosion that caused the weaver to come in and correct and actually kind of overcorrect their the area so it's there it's ransacked with spiders and your, your friend up? was trapped there or he disappeared there he disappeared there and we haven't been able to hear from him since and ever since the previous version of the Infernal Alphas, I haven't been able... Owl hasn't been able to get in contact with him. How long has it been now? What is it, about two months? About a month or yeah. two, yep. Between six to eight weeks. I've been looking so long, I forgot the actual amount of days. I think we should maybe mention this to our visitor. See if there's maybe a, a lead to find for us to go and pursue this. Maybe we can track him down the same way we did Mark. Well, tracking Mark down was easy. He gave us exactly where he was. <clears throat> With Melvin, we haven't heard from him at all. Not even a whisper. I think it's worth the question. Maybe we can reflect and find a place to start. You certainly haven't given up hope on him yet, have you? I have not. And you'd be a fool to think that I would... I would never accuse you of such a thing, my friend. 
you're brave enough to drink against Morgan and, and make Cora very, very angry. I don't, uh, I don't dismiss your dedication, sir. No, but you question my judgment as he, you know, smiles at him. I question my own judgment plenty too, friend. Unless you two are still having the contest, maybe the three of us go, uh, go talk to this shifty fella before he takes off tomorrow. He's supposed to leave then. Maybe we can put some pieces together and some clues to look for Melvin, you said? That would be nice. And since this place is a place of visions, we might be able to get get something from, from here as well. Every little bit helps. Morgan? Well, you, you have any? Oh, well, yeah, you're a little too wasted to add to this conversation. I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah. <laughs> uh, so will Morgan be going with them, or will she continue to be drinking? Uh, no, Morgan will go with. All right. As you guys I'll, approach, I was gonna tell her to bring the keg. As you all approach, winds of the ashen dead. As he's silently sitting back and just watching everyone, he's got kind of a content look upon his face as he looks at you three and goes, Ah, friend speaks in sweet whispers. You reminded me of something, actually, that a a comrade here mentioned before. Might have a few questions. Very well. This this is Roy Mindscape and Morgan Bloodsinger Trevelyan. These are my pack mates. And I think I butchered her last name, but I'm an ugly bastard. It's a little bit harder to talk. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Pleasure's mine. Twice. Oh, have a seat. I always enjoy speaking with the next generation. What can I do to... What kind of questions do you have for me? Something I told Zeb here that sparked your memory? Morgan's gonna offer him the, the keg of fairy wine just be like, drink. I'll have a sip, but I prefer to keep the the wits sharp. I don't have that problem. I have no wits, so drink. There you go. As he takes a sip and goes, thank you, and hands it back to you. You're welcome, and I will keep the rest. Fiona, I take it. You got it in one. I didn't even have to travel far to put that together. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is blatantly obvious. I know, I know. I just scream Fiona. But anyway, to the te- to the matter at hand. You bring news of an explosion up north. I was there, so was my packmate. Not not just Morgan, but an older one, and he's disappeared. We were hoping that you might have information on his whereabouts, or at least a start for us to start tracking him down. Is he a child of Owl? Yes, he is. Hmm. I think destiny has called to him then, if what I've been hearing is true. What do you mean? I cannot go into too great a detail, but I do know that spirits have been surging, and one in particular, a kind of spirit, has been seeking out certain members of my tribe and taking them away for some sort of purpose. They've typically been younger, Foster and Cleoth, and his presence, because of the spirit's presence, it can cause tension with the pattern spiders. They'll overreact, 
as he follows laws outside of what their broodmother designs. And even all of our mother designs. Gaia placed some restrictions on this spirit, but this spirit seems to be up and productive again. I think your packmate is being used in the grander designs of something. Is he safe? He's as safe as any Garu could be. That's what I wanted to know. So it's not necessary for me to search him out then? I don't believe so. At least not yet. I would say perhaps get some more clues. That information would be very valuable. And I know a lot of silence striders, if you were to find anything of consequence, would thank you greatly if you came across anything in your journeys and you shared with just us. Of course. And I always have uh, an elbow Zeb here. Always got him by my side as well. That you do. That you do. <sighs> as he just looks over the rest of the sets and he just goes, It's odd, isn't it? I'll raise my eyebrow and I'll voice out loud uh, what exactly is odd. Despite how rare we are, despite how many Karens fall, despite how many we lose year after year, there is revelry. And we try and forget the sadness that every time I come here, it's like the changing of the tides, with old faces mixed with new, and old things left unsaid, and new bonds forged. And as I run, I always wonder if those new bonds will rust away in the coming tide, or if they will strengthen only to be broken later. If I've learned anything in the last couple of weeks it's that we have we as the garu live in the moment and that's why we can drink and be merry even through all the saddest of times i think you're right and that's why the silence riders run we outpace sadness but it always seems to follow at our heels thank you for the wine and the conversation i do appreciate it again the pleasure is all mine here have some more wine Oh, I'm fine, thank you. No, 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 I insist. At least have one more sip. She is insistent, isn't she? Not just insistent, (laughs) but also persistent. Very well, as he takes a small sip, thank you very much. Enjoy your revel. I will try and enjoy myself. We hope that you do. And he heads off. You guys kind of revel, have fun. There's games as well. Gamecraft, physical games. The Garu have games here that include climbing up cliffs, cliff walls, running up mountains, climbing trees to get to the top, tap them, and then run down before they um, hit you with stones. Various games of physical, <laughs> uh, physical prowess, mental prowess, and of course, storytelling and singing competitions. But the next day comes... And that morning, Fomori's Bane returns. You guys notice them. They seem a little... They seem tired, obviously, for from their journey, but they also seem tired for some other reason. And you said it's morning, right? Yeah. Well, good morning, you three. Morning. Mm, morning. What had, what had you out? I didn't see you at a uh, party last night. We had some business to take care of out of town. Well, I hope it's taken care of. It is. 
Ended on a good note. Well then come, let's have breakfast. You must be tired. Very. Mm-hmm. And then after breakfast, I think we should go talk to Bear. <laughs> Honestly. I feel like that would be the right thing to do. During your breakfasting, however, you are approached by um, Howling King, Korra. Yes? It's been another attack. Excuse me, guys. I'll get up from the table and I'll... You want to walk? Yeah. All right. I'll kind of turn to Kyle while I'm munching on food and kind of raise an inquisitive eyebrow. What's that about? Out of character. I don't think we've talked about it with each other. I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. <laughs> I think, yeah. All right. Kyle will just shrug and continue eating breakfast. We've just been so busy. <laughs> like, it has not crossed minds. Happened, uh, happened before you guys headed off um, that night. Uh, I was trying to find you, but you were already gone. Uh, anyway, sorry. we've had some some issues, and we're going to start investigating downtown in earnest at night. And I'd like to have you join us. I would gladly. Perfect. Time to protect some kin. Mm. If you want to get your pack involved, you can do that. Uh, but I know there's some stuff that seems to be peeking around. It's been getting under... Steven's skin, which means it's gonna get under his boyfriend's as he points over to <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Can Kyle see this? He just sees, yeah, you just see Howling King pointing at uh, Kyle. And then Cora laughing, like, like holding her stomach laughing. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to him about it, um, but if there's something that Steven is wanting from Kyle, then he's probably gonna get it. Yeah. Have you thought about getting Steven to join your pack? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Kyle might be happier. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> well, they can't, produ- they can't produce a Metis, so that's good. Um, we can do- <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, we're going to head out tonight. That's when the leeches are out. That's when we'll fuck things up as needed. You can talk to your other pack, Perfect. pack friends if you want to. Sure, sure. I'll I'll talk to the infernal office about it. All right. As he kind of walks off, Deuces. go back to dinner and or breakfast. Fuck dinner. Actually, probably for her at this point. <laughs> um, who wants to go hunting tonight? Raise hands. Hunting leeches. Finger oh, guns. It'll be a. Can't say no to that. It'll Is that just a, a pack thing? Nah, you're welcome to come if you want. Um, though, Kyle, uh, Howling King did mention something about Stephen being upset about something. So if you want to take care of that, then no hard feelings. I'll check in on him, see if he needs any help. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we would love to have you along as well. Because yeah. hot and leeches. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'll come along and help you, Cora. Perfect. Now uh, we're leaving tonight. Um, I'll just let Howling King know after breakfast. I'll go let the rest of my pack know. I thought they were there. Me too. Oh. Well, <laughs> neither of them were talking, so I assumed. <laughs> Speaks of sweet whispers. You on board? Absolutely. Yes, Morgan will also go. 
Perfect, thank you. <laughs> so, Kyle, I assume you're going to start looking for uh, Stephen? I believe he has a title now. Mm, town Hall? And his boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. I will look for for Stephen to see what's up. Okay, you two would make a pretty adorable couple. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's true. <laughs> Clearly, the ship that people want sailing. I mean, look, look here. Jade, you gotta step aside because when it comes to ships, I am a goddamn admiral. <laughs> I I posted a status on my Facebook years ago of they don't have to put in a romantic subplot for every show if it's unnecessary. Also me. Kiss and be happy forever! <laughs> oh my yes. god damn it <laughs> that's a wonderful line oh my god <laughs> so kyle you find steven kind of just hanging about he seems to be pacing a bit talking to himself hey man any trouble fuck yeah there's trouble and I finally got some buy-in from Valdez, um, Daniels, and Will uh, Williams, too. Their kin are getting fucked with by cops. Their kin? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, so you were gone for most of this, so I don't, you know. this It was starting to escalate, but it came to a fucking head la yesterday. All right, so hear me out. Um... The three kin in question are Tina Valdez, Boyd Daniels, and Tim Willems. All right? And they're all cousins, second cousins, you know, etc. of sure. our esteemed uh, high-level high guru. Anyway, they started a community network up here near Manitou in Old Colorado Springs calling it uh, the Families of the Peak. And basically, you know, they're doing civil service, pooling money to help each other out, things like that. About a good, good chunk of people, too. Um, there's, only, there's about 14 kin involved and 20 or 30-some regular folk all doing shit for the environment, cleaning up parks, things like that, making the place better because the city refuses to do shit, right? So, one, looks bad on the city, right? Sure, yeah. Now, that was the first strike. Second strike is uh, some of the old Pueblo kin, uh, Ken and Ken, reached out to me. So there's this gal, Hannah Young, and she's been with the homeless folk here uh, since Pueblo went down. And she's been moving around, and so... She has been. She got uh, them to agree to do a family uh, use their family network to show how to feed the the homeless. So everyone started making home cooked meals. Well, whatever the case was, apparently the city refused to give them a permit. They were going to do it anyway. 
because they have their own homegrown gardens in the back. So they, they grew their own food, they made these meals, the cops tried to shut them down, and before the homeless people could even get a bite, the police poured bleach on the food. Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, arrest a few people, let them go on, you know, Trump charges. But, you know, this has caused um, friction with uh, Chief Mitchell. So he's been starting to go after them, and he's been uh, hitting them with uh, their gardens are violations of city ordinances and things like that. And he's been particularly savage with uh, Tina, though he's also been going after Tim pretty hard, too, with his, uh, his partner. Uh, either way, they've been trying to do that, so we're trying to give them backup, and we're trying to keep them safe. If we can get that network back on, on their feet and try and get the cops to at least back the fuck off, I think we can help this network out and really give our kin something to, like, strive for. And, you know, these community networks and the fact that they're growing most of their own food means that they're, like, 40 people are taking a ton of their carbon footprint out of circulation, at least on the, uh, the production side of things and the transport side of things. Okay. So what are your thoughts so far? Well, we can't do the normal down and dirty as much as... No. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I was thinking that we could try and get some information on him. You know, just get some contacts going. I know, I know you're, you got it good with some of the cops. Try and get some info. Do that. Maybe, you know, leak it to the press. Create a scandal. That'll give us some breathing room, and it'll give more um, public opinion on the side of this. It'll also spread the idea of these kind of networks to the public as at large. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the the cops pouring bleach on the food for homeless, for the homeless after denying the permit. I mean, that sounds like something that, well, that the press would eat up. And from there, I mean, they'd, they'd look into the organization, too, on their own, probably. Yeah. So I was thinking, getting that, uh, seeing who made the order. Because that's, that's important, right? If it was just, a, if they can try and pin it on a, just a couple, quote-unquote, bad cops, then... You know, public won't give shit. Give a shit. But if it came from the top, yeah, okay, I can. Uh, I can at least put in a call. Right. See Thanks, if I man. can get something. Beyond that, you know, maybe do some, some searching. You know, check things out. Uh, make cars. You know, just short out a little bit when they're trying to answer calls to going after the network. Things like that. I think you know, proper use of gifts. So just inconvenience them. No claws. Regender made me promise. Twice. <laughs> Maybe three times. Oh, Red. God, a bear. <laughs> well, I don't have any gifts for this. And the only tech spirit I really know is in Denver. What about your pack mates? Could you get them involved? Uh, maybe during the day, have something for tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, going off with Howling King? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in a worse mood than normal, so... I don't blame him. Well, I mean... Leeches, right? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, and I mean, I... Honestly, I feel like that helps the two of us just as much, right? I mean, they frequently target the homeless anyway. It's true. That is true. 
All right, let's uh, let's come up with a plan uh, tomorrow. Then, well, I'll get you introduced to the kin tomorrow. We'll set up a couple of meetings. They're kenning. They uh, actually, Tina saw me when I was an itty bitty cup for my oh, yeah? first change. Okay. Yeah, help teach me English. Nice. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, hell, I'll I'll talk to everyone and see if anyone else has any ideas too. And I'll I'll, I'll find a phone and talk to some of the cops I know try and find something out all right cool thanks man yeah of course dude you know bro hug of course <laughs> so kyle returns to the rest of the group any news well uh the cops have been kind of shutting down this homegrown support network so like i'd just a quick example, because I'll, I'll just give you guys the overview, because I know you're all busy tonight. Um, they poured bleach on all of the food that the network was going to give out to the homeless. Oh, uh, what the fuck? And they do that? Yeah, well, the, so they didn't have a permit to give it out. The city denied them. So uh, they need a permit to hand food out? What bloody hell is that about? Yeah. Yeah, you do. The city's gotten a lot more... Uh, anti-homeless in the last year or two but uh at the very least steven was wondering if you guys had any, any ideas the the two that we've got kind of right now are get information on who's giving these orders to to do this and and putting pressure on the people to deny these permits and then uh to get this to the media do you guys have anything else or you know any ways we could help do that mm -hmm. the only thing i can think of is that money talks just start lobbying for it and um, it should come through i know someone at the gazette oh that's right it's been a while it's been a while but it's always worth a try yeah that would that would help a lot and i mean i like the idea of lobbying but i don't have uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I, I understand well, we, but as a, you know, collective, and I kind of look around the whole sept, <laughs> um, it, it might work. We live outside. But what about mm -hmm. our kin? Or, sorry, not our, but your kin, or the kin here? I mean, most of the people that Steven and I associate with are, well homeless yeah and i mean i'm sure that we could drum up some money but i don't think we're going to get lobbying money then protests it's another form of uh speech yeah but to do that first the the media protest would get the media involved and the media would light on it i guess that's true but i i guess it's just like one of those chicken or the egg things you know hit it both sides the homeless are trying to fight for um you know living off the land like they they are at the same time you know hitting it from the government not allowing them to do so they want the homeless out of their streets then you know give them the ability to do so no it's a two-prong I... two attack that you know they have to deal with one or the other because then they would have to split resources for both and 
they might not have the time like our group would. You know, they've got nothing else to do. Uh, no offense given, but they don't have a job, so they don't have much to do besides take care of their own. And in doing so, they're fighting for the right to do what they need to do to live, to survive. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk to Steven, see if he can talk to uh, some of the people that are running this thing. And, um, well, who knows? If they end up talking to the press, they can also say that they're going to hold a protest about this. So that way it does drum up support for it, and they're more likely to cover uh, the protest then. Yep, and the protest would get placed on the news media as, like, live coverage. And like so it gets it. to more people faster. Yeah. And we will see how that plan and the leech hunting goes next time thank you to everyone who listened next week is an off week for us but we will catch you all in that next episode bye bye, bye. bye. bye.